Arg, Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Cider Shed podcast. I'm Matthew Weir. I'm with Kerry Warbis, and we're both without Peter Fickling this week, who we have to mention because apparently we failed to mention him in the intro two weeks ago when he wasn't here. So he's off glamping. Kerry and I have just exchanged deletable pics on WhatsApp of what we have poured ourselves a glass of to record. How are you doing, Kerry? I'm good, yeah. He's properly glamp. He said he was camping, didn't he? And then sent a photograph and he's lying on this like double bed and there's a proper, proper structure around him. It looked more like a proper hotel, didn't it, than a any form of tent. It looked like he was inside a sauna to me and he just dragged his bed into a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, that pine effect on the wall. It did a bit, and he was bare-legged as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he's such a tease, isn't he? <laughs> he doesn't ever reveal his precise location. He just said he's on the Kent-Sussex border. It's like, all right, Peter, I'm not going to try and find you. We've mused on this before. I mean, he could be a Jason Bourne-type character. We don't really know, do we? God, yes, just imagine. He'd make a good James Bond, wouldn't he? Yeah, while we think about what that movie title might be... <laughs> Should we have an ad? Yes, please. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, Kerry, uh, I think it's best, given that we're recording this right now, it's best if our listeners tweet in what they think a Peter Fickling 007 movie title would be, so... Let us know at the Cider Shed pod on Twitter if you think you know what the title of that movie would be. Right, he can't complain he didn't get a mention in this intro, can he? No, we've done it now. Let's move on. Bridge Farm weirdness as ever, Kerry. Yeah, I very, very, very much feel for these two twins that are being brought into such a family. I lots of oddness about it. There was Tom sort of afraid to tell Pat that Caitlin, Natasha's mum, is coming earlier than they'd imagined. You could hear the fear in his voice, couldn't you? I mean, he was a bit pissed off about it as well, but I think he was mainly pissed off about it because of having to tell Pat. Incredibly weird about it as well, in the, that whole little speech that he did with Pat. Oh, hang on. Hang on. What are we doing? <gasps> Get it in. Pat chat. Pat chat. There she is. That'll cheer up about three people. Oh, there was lots of love for that on the Twitters this week again. Yeah, I managed only one tweet, I think, yesterday, just saying I was going to have to dust off the Pat Chat jingle because she was in it. So anyway, yeah, let's get yeah. back to what a bunch of dysfunctional folk they are. Yeah, so this poor Caitlin woman is coming and sleeping on a sofa bed 
in a smallish house from what Tom was saying what the, about the lack of space they've got uh, with these new parents of twin babies and even when Pat heard you know that she was coming early and Tom said oh you've got such little space she didn't say she can stay at our house why not try and get along with this woman and become a lovely dual force for support and goodness because that won't be fun to listen to and they're <laughs> going to be they're going to be at each other's throats and we're all going to love it finally mm. we're going to have some brassy welsh mother-in-law walking in sticking on solid as a rock every five minutes and dancing in the kitchen <laughs> with a can of cider i'm up for it yeah are we led to believe that there was something else going on because natasha switched to welsh didn't she in the hospital when she took the phone call i am a bit of a nerd when it comes to languages i did activate the microphone on google translate and i know what she said so would you like to hear the translation i would love to matthew i can't wait okay here we go oh hi mum yeah everything's fine just one second i need to get rid of this dopey sausage fucker I'll send the soppy cunt out to get me a herbal tea, even though I know full well the cafe closed a sodding hour ago. <laughs> no, no, still no idea who the father is. <laughs> I know, right? Laugh my fucking ass off. She's a wrong one. But who can blame her? Yeah. Okay. So now we know. Now we know. I wonder if anyone else has been that investigative to find out what's going to happen down the line. <laughs> That was sterling work. Yeah, there was that moment, wasn't there, when the midwife went, oh, about the second baby. <laughs> and we were all wondering, well, you know, what, what's, what's happened? Is it noticeably a different colour? It, could it be that it's a di not that Tom isn't the father of both of them? Or someone said on Twitter that it, they were expecting it to have 666 tattooed on its <laughs> forehead or something. I thought Tom was going to be massively disappointed he didn't have a son. Yeah, he's the type. Yeah, that might come later, though. I mean, there's always Jack and Henry to carry on the... Well, no, because they'll um they'll take the Bruce name if Lee and Helen yeah. ever marry. Bryce, isn't it? It's Bryce, isn't it? I always want to say yeah. Bruce because it's Bruce Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were messing with us, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, they did that on purpose, didn't they? So we've got this situation... Right, They the kids were fine, as far as we know. We had two daughters, Nova, Seren. So Nova means new, doesn't it? Yeah, new and star, isn't it? Seren is star, yeah. And the other name that they had lined up for the boy that they thought they were having was something like Seren, like, but it meant Holly in Welsh. I must admit, I neglected to write that down. I was thinking Holly for a boy, and then there's just now realised Holly Johnson. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the only male Holly I know. So Helen, just to tie in all of the Bridge Farm nutters, mm. she revealed earlier in the week that she did hear Clary, Susan and Adam slagging Tom's begging online. She'd heard all of it. Yeah. There was that moment where she said, what did you say? Desperate? And Adam was like, uh, oh, you heard that, did you? And she said, well, you know, maybe honesty works. And I was gonna be, so Adam's going to go, all right, well, fuck off then, you passive-aggressive. <laughs> yeah, take that truth bomb. <laughs> yeah. I still I can't get over the fact that two new little babies coming into your life and into your world should be a joyful thing. And it's just tinged with pattage isn't it? <laughs> that's a good i like that and as a noun i like it and she she did her best to sort of go oh that's understandable about natasha wanting her own mother there 
Tom's almost crying, isn't he? He's like, she was like, you'll be glad of the extra pair of hands. He's like, I just wish they were your hands, mum. Yeah. Like, oh my, I was on the bus at the time. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to vom. This is going to be awkward. <laughs> he reminds me of that kid in the first series of Game of Thrones that's still breastfeeding at the age of 10 from the Queen. <laughs> but don't you feel sorry for the poor bastard? Yeah, I do. They have no idea what they've got into. I mean... Yeah. Pink and the blue cardigan are the least of their worries. Oh, how traditional. That was a weird bit of scripting, wasn't it? Where um, Natasha said something about, I really thought the world had moved on from those kinds of lazy gender distinctions. Yeah, well, they're just throwing everyone a bone there, aren't they? Yeah. Or not. So yeah, later she's talking to Helen and she said that, you know, she's going to reverse those gender norms and the boy will be in pink and the girl will be in blue. Well, you've got two girls, so suck it up. <laughs> Now what? Rip them in half and get Clary to knit them back together as like a half and half, <laughs> just to make the statement. Oh, she won't give a shit about any of that when her tits are bursting full of milk and she can barely walk or because of lack of sleep. And, you know, that you don't care what they're wearing. I loved it when she said to Helen um, she was worried about what comes after. And Helen sort of went, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> As if she's never had to think about that a day in her life. I thought Helen was going to pull a Ouija board out. <laughs> and, and she said, um, helpfully, Helen said, babies are people. Yeah, I mean, she is. She's the oracle, isn't she? <laughs> We've had Adam this Adam this week. I mean, Helen last week was only discovered. Sorry, you were going to go on Helen hate there, weren't you? Go well, on. No, I was just going to say the other thing she said was it's all about busking, which was a bit weird. When you've got two newborns, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Well, you got to make money somehow. <laughs> so we had we had Helen last week who couldn't didn't know anything about posting an envelope, and Adam this week, despite the fact that he's married to a chef, had never heard of sweet pizza, which is a bit bizarre. Or even Nutella ones that are ubiquitous and revolt revolting in my books. But um, you know, yeah, I'm not a big I'm not a big sweet pizza fan, but I know they I, I know for at least twenty five years that they've existed. <laughs> and then Tom shows up with a load of carrots that no one needs. And then they're just like, oh, no one needs those. And he was like, well, budge everything along. I'm just going to put these carrots down. I'm like, we don't fucking need them, mate. We just told you that. <laughs> that was his way of sort of, because it, it, it then meant he went, I'm all over the place at the moment. It was a real sort of shoehorning in of we're really worried and anxious about what's ahead of us. Here's a hundred weight of carrots to show you <laughs> that I've lost my mind. Yeah. And they said at the end of this week, you know, we're going to dead this this is all I've ever wanted. I'm going to dedicate my life to them. I was like, yeah, I give this about a month. You know, <laughs> it won't be long before bloody Nova's got her head stuck in a summer orchard juice bowl and Tom's packed Seren off in a box full of carrots to the other side of Borchester that no one ordered. <laughs> it's a bit like Clary said to Natasha, oh, oh, Eddie, he, he was always looking for things to do on the farm when, as soon as the babies came along. And you can just imagine him scarpering and having no p part to play in the tricky, tricky business of bringing up little ones. Oh, you just got to go and have a look at those piss take fences. <laughs> It was, it was weird to not hear the birth bit. I was looking forward to some sound effects of babies being tugged out of a gaping womb. I reckon there's still space in this story for Natasha to do a runner like she did straight after the wedding. Do you remember straight after the wedding? She just vanished. She yeah. suddenly realised, why have I married into this shower of shit? I can't be here anymore. And she buggered off back to Wales. <gasps> For about three Ooh. weeks, didn't she? Yes, she did. I mean, she's changed a lot since then, hasn't she? What, clothes? 
<laughs> she, well, she's mellow, doesn't she? Oh, that was another thing Clary said about when she'd had the baby. She didn't have a shower for weeks or something. <laughs> Should we do a messy segue? Last week, Chelsea's feet were stinking up the living room. This week, Chelsea... Not so much stinking up the storyline. She was all right this week, wasn't she? She was trying to do something nice for her mum on her birthday. Mm, she was semi all right. She was still a bitch to Brad. Yeah, but I think that's just sibling rivalry, isn't it? That's going to happen. Yeah, I thought he, his points were valid, though, weren't they? He's, he's, he's unemployed and she's insisting he hands over 50 quid without finding out whether he might need it for something else. And also, I thought I thought Brad had a fair point about whether Tracy would prefer to have the cash. And I know it's dull to sort of spend it on bills and what have you, but when you have no money, to then be sort of in a hotel spa when you're living on chickpea curry, it might be a bit jarring, I think. I think that it's quite believable that a teenager is not going to part with money they've earned themselves. That's probably quite a big deal for him, isn't it? So to have Chelsea waltz in, who seems to have a regular job at the Orangery, Mm. I think that's probably him just saying, no, I'm not going to do that. What do you think? Money or present? Chelsea's a bloody hairdresser, isn't she? She could do nice, you know, have a foot spa and do her hair and nails and maybe help around the house a bit more because Tracy's always doing the washing and cooking the meals and things. Those two are old enough to make some dinners. Just take the lighten her load generally. That's a massive gift. Well, we had the Tracy crying in the kitchen, didn't we? Or I presume it was the Mm. kitchen when Jazza came in and found her. And it seems to be now, now we hear about the awful Gemma again, who seems to be a workplace bully and Jazz is pointing out that's borderline harassment. Harassment burns. It does as well, trust me. I've worked in (laughs) kitchens. Ooh, I bet. I remember coming up the ranks. Sorry, that sounds bad. Um, Emma's still got a part to play in all of this, I think. There has to be some moment where she confronts her old friend Gemma. Anyway, I don't know how they're going to work that in. Or Gemma will make the connection. I'm surprised she hasn't made the connection already. In small communities, people generally talk and they they would know that. Is she going to like the idea that her kids are just going to give her money to help with the utilities? Or do you think she would actually prefer to go and have a holiday like Peter is having right now? I, I just think it's a bit extravagant when times are hard to send her to this spa place where she's gonna what would she get a massage a sauna and was it a facial (laughs) (laughs) we'll give her that can't (laughs) well there's two things you want on your birthday isn't it either a facial what (laughs) a face full (laughs) a facial or um i mean normally your other half promises you a chocolate hedgehog so Will you be getting a chocolate hedgehog, Matthew, over the weekend as your birthday is the day after Tracy's? I don't know if I'm getting a chocolate hedgehog. Mm. Um, I might be getting a chocolate facial because I'm going to get stuck into some cake. I don't Ah. know. No plans. Just go into the beach. No real plans beyond that. It's been a busy week. Been a bit of a social butterfly this week. I was at an open air cinema last night overlooking the the river. Hey, tell me this, Kerry. Mm. Imagine this concept on a hot balmy evening in england so it's a fiver in to this cinema yeah Uh, they give you a blanket which you can keep and the bar is free no yeah it's it's a a white wine vino verge themed um, event what was the film i'm not your negro which is very powerful movie recommend anyone go and look that up if they haven't seen it before Mm -hmm. yeah i was trying to imagine that concept in england if you gave (laughs) everyone a free bar and a cinema. I think there might be carnage. I don't know. Yeah, they'd all be running around with the blankets on their heads, 
biffing into each other yeah i'm reminded of a beer festival i went to about two weeks after i went arrived in brazil and we went and it was a equivalent of a tenner in and we went in there's all these artisan brewers there so they give you a cup and the first thing i do is i walk up to this first machine that has taps on it and my then girlfriend said to me now my wife said what are you waiting for and i said well that guy's gonna serve us she went no you serve yourself so I served oh, myself gosh. and then I was, then she was like, now what are you waiting for? I was like, I'm waiting to pay. And she went, Matthew, everything's free. It's included in the tenor ticket. Oh. And every, we got there about 12. We left about three or four. Everyone seemed to be going in a cycle. I was like, the Bristol oh. Beer Festival's about 20 in. And then you have to pay on top of that for each pint you have. <laughs> like, this would never work. No, maybe we should try it out somehow. Well, our first ever meetup, free beer and cider, everyone. <laughs> I did offer yeah. everyone who voted for us in the British Podcast Awards listener's choice one pint of cider or a drink that would match of equal value. So Yeah, so that's about five pints we owe people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, I did think it was funny when Clary gave Natasha cake, by the way, and when she's diabetic. And she said she looks, she, no, she didn't say she looks like an elephant. She, she said she's like an elephant to Oliver. I thought, is that why you're giving her iced buns? <laughs> There is a thing about elephants and iced buns, isn't there? I haven't imagined that. Have I imagined that? <laughs> oh, no, they're believed to like them. Are they? Is there anything they don't like, though? Steve Irwin. <laughs> also, I had another theory, which you can shoot out of the water. I thought you could say, which I can shit on. <laughs> you can shit on it. Merrily, could they employ Tracy as a nanny? I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. I didn't like the fact we suddenly swung. We always get these kind of stories of hardship and then we hear how the other half live in the archers, don't we? So this week we had Susan and Chelsea laboring over whether they should spend a hundred and then Susan's like, I've got fifty in my purse, I'll give it to yeah. you now. And then we cut to Alice giving Shula a check for <laughs> I don't know, about 30 grand or something, whatever she paid for her stay in rehab. Where the fuck did she get that money from, by the way? From dad, maybe. Who knows? But there was that moment where Shula was like, oh, this is a lot of money. Thank you. <laughs> just yeah. shoved it in her pocket. I was like, "That'll, you know, you're just made for the C of E collection box, aren't you? <laughs> oh, you have no money left. The roof is failing at the church, by the way. You're going to pay or not? Do you want to go to heaven? <laughs> Yeah, that annoyed me a bit because I thought, well, where's Alice got this cash from that she sort of, you know, she's making out that she's saved up and given it to her, you know, and she's paid in instalments, hasn't she? I mean, if it was Daddy, wouldn't Daddy have just paid the whole lot? How much is Alice earning, if anything? I reckon she's hacked into Amy's bank account and she's just <laughs> slowly siphoning money off. Oh, that would be good. I'd approve of that. I did mention Shula there. The pioneers talk of imagining a new future. Can you imagine a new future in Ambridge, Kerry? I can imagine a future Ambridge without Shula. I, I do that quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Although Alice can't, she said. Oh, I hope they're not going to do what... They, I mean, nobody believed Kirsty was going to Plovdiv, did they? Mm. Even though Locomotive Plovdiv needed a manager, <laughs> we just knew she wasn't going. And it was Linda that talked her out of it. If they tease the leaving of Shula and she gets dragged back in, I will be so... Well, I, I won't be as mad as you, but I'll I'm be mad. Fuming. This whole Shula thing sucks big, fat, elephant cocks. <laughs> the fact that she listened to a friend and lent her some cash, which has been paid back pretty quickly, and helped her partner out 
which is Alistair from The Gambling. She's now somehow projected into the stratosphere as a Mother Teresa figure by Alice, isn't she? Oh, you've got a special quality. You know, not many people have this. It's like she's barely done anything. There's this thing as well where Alice is saying, I can't imagine you in some like quiet, uh, being a curate in some quiet, staid, cosy parish. I was like, I can imagine that. Now yeah. bugger off. That's exactly what we can imagine. <laughs> Go and bloody touch the rank of the dispossessed or stay with some lepers or whatever whatever yeah. these this lot do i mean i just wrote scientology in big letters <laughs> i think i think that's what where she belongs yeah because she said uh, about the dispossessed didn't she she'd be helping the dispossessed does that mean you help them become possessed <laughs> if you're stopping them be dispossessed it's like i can imagine that as well get them into the position where they're the dispossessed can now become possessed and then get alan to do the exorcism oh god yeah she's Bloody awful, isn't it? And she's so sort of distracted by all this, she can't even be asked to go and look at the cross country course, which everyone keeps going. How have you checked how it's going? Have you checked how it's going? No, I haven't checked how it's going. Shall I go and check how it's going? <laughs> Alice went on Amir, and even she didn't check how it was going. She went up the Hassett Hills. I reckon they're going to turn around one day, have a look over, and it's like an it's a knockout set. <laughs> <laughs> Coupled with an SAS assault course. Oh, I used to love It's a Knockout. The giant shoes and people on elastic trying to go up greasy slope. I liked the way the commentary was sounded like it was coming down a telephone. I always liked that on old football mm. matches from Europe as mm. well, where they had to do the commentary down the telephone line. Yes. Years after when we had digital technology in the late 90s, the system failed one night and they had to go back to the old school commentary and it was watching some oh. Champions League game. I was like, this is bloody brilliant. Now I believe they're in Europe. <laughs> yeah. There was that moment where Alice said to Shula, the world is full of people who don't know how to listen. I think all the listeners at that point were like, can you teach me how not to listen, please? <laughs> It was a funny, funny week. We do say this every single week, obviously. But when we were talking before the pod began about what the topics would be, not the toppings, we were a bit stumped, weren't we? It was like, yeah, obviously the twins have been born. Not much to say about that. Tracy's financial troubles. Yeah, OK, again. This is ongoing. The mother's coming early but hasn't arrived yet. Adam choked Jean Harvey to death. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Actually, that's one thing we can talk about. The, mm. the Well, that was the best thing to come out of Jill and Pip's chat, wasn't it? Was that yes. Adam, despite being the pits, failed to pit and <laughs> ended up nearly... What do you think of the pizza toppings, by the way, first of all, before we go any further? Okay, wild flavours, according to Adam. Beetroot pesto and feta. <laughs> no, thank you. Feta on a pizza, just wrong. Doesn't melt properly. Terrible, awful. Dry, 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 that would be, wouldn't it? It's all sort of trying too hard to be a little bit out there. I didn't believe you could have a sweet pizza topping, but rhubarb and basil with a sweet barbecue honey sauce. Sounds awful, but you've got to try it. <laughs> yeah, you're I really selling it, Adam. Try that. I, I quite like rhubarb, to be honest with you, but not on a bloody pizza. One of the reasons I think that they actually fell foul of the WI wasn't mm. because of the choking. It was because of the jingle they've got for their van. Have you heard it? Uh, am I about to? like it when you surprise me what a belter of a theme tune that is by the way it's a banger isn't it oh yes 
Yeah. Also, there was a theory on Twitter today that there was never an Olive Stone at all and that Gene Harvey just did that to sort of put them off being able to have their pizzas at the fate. Well, Ian apparently immediately knew what to do in that situation, which I thought was just like to pull on. A... <laughs> no, I can't make that joke. Oh, go on. No, I can't. Just say it. You don't have to leave it in. Oh, that's good. Uh, you can decide later whether you leave that in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What are? Let's go back to. Would you be that asked about taking the stones out of thousands of olives? Helen said they come ready pitted. You can buy really good ones that are pitted. Apparently, Ian threw his hands up in despair. I was like, Are you sure it just wasn't because you were talking, Adam, at that moment? <laughs> I don't think it was anything to do with the olives. But it's all well and good throwing your arms up in despair. Adam was the one who had to get the stones out, wasn't it? Bloody chefs making other people do the laborious, repetitive stuff. I know. I remember once getting a whole bunch of people to help in a kitchen in Australia in someone's house. And I gave someone a bunch of baby spinach to de-stem. And I said, I've got a really cool job for you. Just take all the stems off this spinach. And about two minutes later, (laughs) this friend of mine's younger brother turned around. Matthew, this isn't a cool job at all. Oh shit, he's on to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds awful. Pizza, wheat, will they be allowed to? Nobody cares at all, do they? Well, the jingle might might win everyone over. Yeah. Who wants to be a millionaire shortbread eater? You, Kerry? <laughs> don't even know no, what it fucking is. You do. I don't. It's shortbread with then a sort of caramel layer. I thought you say with venison. Yeah, with wild garlic. <laughs> Um, no, it's got a caramel layer and then solid sort of chocolate topping. Oh, I yeah. do know what it is. Yeah. Uh, that was quite funny, wasn't it? That, you know, Jill's been just shoveling that down Rosie's gullet on the sofa because she's practically immobile. Yeah, and she was like, I'm, and uh, do you know what else? I've bought for her birthday, I've bought her an ice cream making kit for children, a chocolate hedgehog, which we've mentioned before, and a year long voucher for KFC. She's going to love it. <laughs> Yeah, and and Pip, how she confronted her. Uh, I need to talk to you about the uh, millionaire shortbread. And then the bloody hedgehog thing. She said, oh, oh, she can still have that. It's fine. But she will only be allowed a modest portion that's sufficient for a three-year-old. Because I think at that point, once you've seen somebody starting to carve up a hedgehog in front of you, you might actually not want it anymore. (laughs) I mean, if you've seen Roadkill before, it's, you know, it ain't pretty. Oh, it's just silly, isn't it? All this uptightness. Just keep an eye on things. Things. She'll be all good on her balance bike, though, won't she? So it'll be fine. So that's one that doesn't have pedals, isn't it? It's one that you control with your feet on the floor, isn't it? Yeah. It's, you know, because stabilizers are woke these days. So <laughs> you just have to get out there and fall over on your ass, <laughs> like like people did in the 50s. Yeah, like we used to do. Can you remember your first bike, Kerry, by the way? Uh, oh, I had a right good trike at first. See, what's wrong with a trike? It was red. And none of this silly two wheels at the front one at the back stuff that they have nowadays on scooters and things i'm gonna make a series of like grainy black and white photos of kerry staring <laughs> into the middle distance and there'll be quotes and one of them's going to be what's wrong with a trike eh <laughs> i was thinking another one from last week would be there weren't mobile phones when my earthquake happened and there's one from a long time ago which i already made an inspirational meme from which was i think i just put like a Tibet, tibetan pathway and I put a quote underneath that said, 
I don't remember the years of egg problems. <laughs> Which was in relation yeah. to Listeria and Edwina Curry, yes, wasn't it? It was. And I, for some reason, I know like a bullet into my brain that that was 1988. Oh, see, I'm not good at remembering specific years. Of egg problems. Yeah, the years of egg problems, I don't remember. Or any years, really, specifically. Uh, yeah, I'm a veritable guru. We can't get out of here without slightly discussing the weird Adil Airbnb nonsense. Yes, I've got a new name for him. Go on. You're going to love it. Okay. Adil Shah. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. How did I never think of that? I thought you probably would have. Because he said, oh, I've been out running. I've got a right sweat on. I really want a shower. And then I was like, Adil Shah? Adil Shah. It's like a posh person saying Shah. His middle name is Sings in the <laughs> Sing, yeah, Ardil Singh Shah. Oh. God, this is just genius, isn't it? They're playing with us. <sighs> so, oh, yeah, gonna... over at yeah. Um, whatever the hell the B and B is called, Ambridge Hall. Ambridge Hall, that's it. Mm. So we've got Justin, Lillian, and Ardil under one roof. It's all a bit awkward. Um, Everything's contradictory as well, because Lillian said earlier in the week that Justin didn't want to drag himself across town to go to this thing that Adil and Oliver are hosting. So Oliver is still involved because he's 40% still in. Mm-hmm. I presume we get to learn something about the new owners. Let's we just, won't. Just, <laughs> let's just <laughs> skip past that because... Yep been done to death but he was very up for it when he was talking to Adil mm. and there was also that moment Adil's teasing him about the way he talks to the dog yep. Ruby isn't it yeah and this awkward moment about Adil being I thought it might be a little bit lazy Adil being nervous around dogs I know for example Adil's Muslim isn't he yes I believe so yeah I mean most Muslim people that I worked with in Dublin were really not cool around dogs and I don't oh. know if that's um thing that's cultural i did ask a friend of mine once why he was like that and he said because where from the city that he was grew up in Mm. the dogs were often there were lots of street dogs and there everyone was very which there are in brazil and there are here in portugal as well but people are very wary of them for some reason they're not as much a domesticated animal Mm. i think in a lot of those countries as they would be but i thought there was a little bit of a cultural reference being thrown in there he was Ah. nervous he wasn't too put out about ruby jumping around in his bed in the end so yeah it is funny though some dog people just presume that everyone has to be accommodating of their dog desires and wishes and you know the fact that how did ruby even get into his room i don't really understand that lillian was being absolute knob as well wasn't she Mm. like well it's absolutely what do you mean he's in your bed what you mean you want me to go and get him now do you yeah i'm shoveling croissants into my fat head (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was a cow that's going on a on an inspirational poster (laughs) See, I'm no fan of Ardil, really. He's He's been abominable. Oh, and also, where do you think he was going for his, I'm going out for supper, I'll be back late, don't bolt the door? Cursed is. Mm. But it wasn't mentioned, was it? It didn't say. No. And we never heard. It's a little happen. tease, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, but he's he's sort of playing people a little, isn't he? He's being super polite, but pulling people up on certain things. Kind of like you say, he was challenging um, Justin a bit, but still saying staying on the right side of him as well. Helen's taking Tony to this bloody thing, isn't yes. she? Yes, yeah. Woohoo! That sounds fun. Uh, the future of Grey Gables at Felpersham Conference Centre. <laughs> Why would Felpersham have a 
fucking conference centre. I reckon Tone is going to get the job driving some like mini kiddies train that tracks that are going to go around the grounds. That's going to be in some kind of Mr. Chuffy style mm. hat. You remember Armstrong and Miller? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Tone is going to have an outfit. Like, that was one of the best comedy ideas ever. Like <laughs> a, more, a Morse guy that's so drunk he just imagined. It's an imaginary friend, which no, who's actually a train a kid is like interpretation of a train driver. Yeah, so that's what I think. I mean, God knows what Tony's going to be doing there, mm. just walking around, getting in everyone's way. But it seems a bit strange. So this is a launch, isn't it? And to what did they call it? Something like the makers and shakers, movers and shakers. That was it. Movers and shakers of the area in the business world when it's not going to be open for at least another year. Is that normal? I don't know. Could be. Yeah. We The way that Roy and Adil have been talking about it was like, it's imminent. You have to get everything going. And then when you hear from Oliver, a year, maybe at the least, he said, didn't he? It'll probably be more yeah. than that. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. How long are they going to drag this bloody thing out? And this conference thing, it's going to be... Oh, the week after next so we've got a little bit of grace period to not bother with it but linda was up in arms a little bit about it being you know it was supposed to be the center of ambridge blah 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 but it's you know out in felpersham so i was wondering if she might set up some sort of video link where the ambridge folk can see the meeting or a summer oh blimey would you stay at um linda's b&b because i think yeah, she's being extra twatty to Ardil with these rules. But I reckon she's probably quite uptight about that sort of thing anyway as a hostess. Well, she had her eyes open, didn't she, when Ardil started explaining what he'd seen mm. going on elsewhere. Yes, so, yeah. the sausages under the table. That's a bit faulty towers, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what. Why is he staying there? I wonder. Because he wants to get in touch with the real community, <laughs> apparently. And now all he's doing is getting told, like, you can't sing in the shower. He's like, there may have been complaints. He's like, there are no other guests here. What, yes. what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I, I did quite like that as a comeback. And now he's got Lillian and Justin to hang out with as well. Um, just, I mean, they're escaping the chaos of the kitchen instalment. Yeah. Justin revealed they were moving things, masonry things. So I was like, what? Have they found all these, like, statues? of Ramesses the second and dead <laughs> prostitutes all his leather aprons and stuff <laughs> um yeah because I don't think we ever knew that he'd for sure purchased one of those bloody kitchens did we surely Jazza should have kept the job on the back of that yeah massive commission it's just because Fern yeah she got she didn't like going around having to talk to that guy's ferret Barry's ferret <laughs> he got the hub <laughs> yeah but I knew that She'd gone round there, but we didn't know that they'd actually gone ahead with it, did we? The sale, the kitchen, nothing. Anyway, I don't even know why I'm talking about it. <laughs> Should we have an ad? Yes. Okay, Kerry, before we go any further, who are your future leaders in the UK? I can barely keep up. Oh dear, it's looking like it's Liz Truss and or Rishi Sunak. But I think she's supposedly slightly nudging ahead. I don't know why or how. Wasn't she? He was a she was a Lib Dem at some point, wasn't she? Lib Dem, um, anti-monarchy, etc. So who who dropped out? So we had little Tommy Gunn Tugendhat. He dropped mm. out early on because he didn't realise that the logo he'd selected was two T's together, which left a large rectangle between the two T's, which looked like an I, which spelt tit, which he obviously <laughs> hadn't he hadn't thought through. No. There was Penny Mordant, which everyone yeah. was up for. I mean, but then everyone went after her, didn't they? The right-wing press even started trashing her because she there was su 
supposedly she'd not been honest about being in the navy. Yeah, she had lots of photographs of her being some having some military background. But yeah. she's now going to make sure that people don't vote for. I've forgotten which one it is. She doesn't <laughs> one of the two morons, anyway. I'm surprised at that that she would she would have been a vote winner because most Tories are obsessed with pretending they've been in the armed forces. So I thought she would have gone down a treat with them. If a household in Ambridge were to raise Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss, which one of the houses of Ambridge would they come from? Because I've I've got my theories. Well, Rishi certainly hasn't come from humble beginnings, has he? Do you think he's a Rory? <sighs> Golly, could be, could be. All the, yeah, economics and what have you. Money, 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 isn't it? I mean, him. Truss is a hybrid of Helen and Tom, isn't she? Because she's she says that importing cheese is a disgrace and she goes on about pork <laughs> markets. Yes, that video is special, isn't it? The pauses and the stupid looks to camera. And the... <laughs> Have you seen the Michael Spicer room next door sketch? I probably have a bit, yeah. I mean, oh, God, it's so mortifyingly embarrassing, isn't it? They have no shame, though, so it makes no odds, does it? Yeah, she's uh, she's a fool. So, yeah, Helen and Tom mixed together. All right. So if you have any theories on which household in Ambridge <laughs> would have spawned the last two in the leadership race, how can people find us on Twitter, Kerry? Yes, we are at the Cider Shed Pod on Twitter. We have uh, over 2,300 followers now which is marvellous. And thank you. I must say thank you for the new five-star reviews from HJH at HFH this week. And last week, I forgot to mention Planet Jess and Catherine Jeb for their brilliant five-star reviews. Um, Keep them coming, folks. Okay, if you want to find us on Instagram, we are at the Cider Shed Pod. And if you want to find us on Facebook, we have a group which is called the Cider Shed Podcast. And we also have an email. You can get in touch. Peter always feels that the Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook gets the love and the email doesn't. So if you've got anything you want to say to us via email and you don't like going on the socials, um, go to hello at thesidershed.com. Kerry, it's my birthday weekend, so I'm just off to get smashed into a chocolate hedgehog. And then (laughs) what else do people do on their birthday? Drink two bottles of pink fizz. Yeah, and have a bit of a meltdown, probably. But happy (laughs) birthday, darling, darling Matthew. I know, by the time this goes out on Sunday, Mm. I will actually be a different age to the age I am now. Mm. I don't know what age you are, actually. I always forget, you and Peter are the same, aren't you? No, well, 23 is a very nothing age, so I'm not going to celebrate much, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) But you are the same age as Peter, aren't you? I am. I'm six months older than him. Mm -hmm. And I think that shows. Yes, you're so much more mature. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have a wonderful time. I will. And uh, you have a good one too, Kerry. I hear you've got zero plans, which sounds awesome. It is awesome. It's empty. The following weekend, I'm going to Cambridge and punting on the river and things like that for the whole weekend. When you say punting, do you mean trying to sell dodgy shit? Yeah. (laughs) I'll sell out me. (laughs) Okay, everyone, on that note. Happy birthday. Thank you. And we will see you next week. Bye. See you next week.